What is good, you guys? It's Michelle. And I'm Dante. And you're tuned into Life Instructions Not Included, a podcast where we try to find all the pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we're going to be covering part one of a four-part series that's going to be about setting boundaries. Uh, Part one today, uh, we're going to be talking about how to set boundaries with friends. Part two, we've got setting boundaries with family. Part three, setting boundaries in a romantic relationship. And then part four, we're going to be covering how to set boundaries from a financial standpoint. But before we dive into part one, let's go ahead and check in. So, How are you doing? Happy New Year. uh, Yeah, Happy New Year, you guys. I'm doing good. Everything's been chill, you know. Christmas was good. We went out to 13 Coins to go eat. 13 Coins out in SeaTac. I haven't been there in like decades. I've never been to that location. Well, you've been to 13 Coins before though, right? Yes, the one by like King Station, like in downtown, like Pioneer Square. You know, 13 Coins over there? By the stadium. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I There's one by the, um, kind of near Dennyway. Anyways, we went over there, um, exchanged I, gifts. It's, at it's 13 been, Coins? Yeah, yeah. It's been pouring rain over here in Seattle, so yeah. we just got done with our, what, our ice age, our mini ice age of the year. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. You're referring to the freezing rain that happened a few days ago. Well, it's, it was past <laughs> week or something like that. It was um, crazy. So it was... Did you go out? Did you drive? I didn't go anywhere. It was like an ice sheet I already in knew what Seattle. to expect. I already knew what to expect. I didn't want to crash into anybody. I didn't want anybody crashing into me. I It was too cold. I blasted the heater. We were stocked up on frozen food. I was good. I well, was it was good. just like a day, right? Mm-mm. We had three days. I didn't go to work for... I missed work on Wednesday and Friday because of the ice. Oh, wow. And Tuesday is when it all started. Interesting. Yeah. But other than that, just been chilling. We got a swimming pool in our backyard because it's oh, been raining. Damn. So much, so our whole backyard's flooded. But other than that, everything has been good. I'm bleeding. <laughs> You're bleeding? Oh. Wow. I'm bleeding. I'm like, um, don't mind me. Okay. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, What's up with you? You know, we went over to Tri-Cities for a few days, and uh, we visited our house in Kennewick, and we stayed with my cousin for a few days, so that was really nice to kind of be back there brought back old memories and we even got to see some of Cameron's old friends from his preschool and some of the moms so that was pretty cool I'm so glad we came back when we did because I-90 and Snoqualmie Pass was like a hot mess it was almost like as I was watching the weather it closed down every day and I was just concerned (laughs) that we wouldn't be able to make it back west side and it was the first time actually coming back where the pass was closed and we had to wait for about, it's like 20 to 40 minutes for it to reopen. So that was a little iffy, but we made it over. I hate driving through the pass in the wintertime. It, it sucks. It does. It's, it's a crapshoot. I feel like it can be different in the morning to the afternoon. I mean, it can like change hourly. Can we go back really quick to 13 coins? <laughs> What's up? I, do you like 13 coins? Yeah, it's not bad. I am like creeped out by 13 Coins, just the vibe and the ambiance of the restaurant. And I'm not sure if they have the same setting. Did you say you went to SeaTac, the mm-hmm. SeaTac location, opposed to the Pioneer Square or whatever the one in downtown is? Does it have um like the long seats behind your back and it's like the seats are made of vel- velvet? 
I I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. I was sitting in a chair. Are you talking about the booth? Yeah. If you're in a booth, no, we weren't sitting in a booth, so oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. So, like, the only times I've ever gone to 13 Coins is, like, after the club, late night eats, because mm-hmm. they're open 24 hours, right? And so whenever I step in, it's dark. The velvet is dark. It kind of gives me, like, a strip club, nightclub vibes. I'm down with that. And it's, like, I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's, like, creepy. And then you get, like, sat in these booths where... The back of the booth, the, your chair or whatever, just goes up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like really private in that sense. I don't know. I just get really creepy vibes. Are you just I, claustrophobic? I, I Maybe a little bit, yeah. But... Well, what's your worry about it, I guess? I don't... <laughs> like, like just the ambiance, you know? Like, when I go to a place, I want it to be, like, bright and airy and welcoming and just feel good. And when I go to 13 Coins, I get, like, a... I'm going to sit on this velvet, and I don't know, like, has this stripper been on this velvet chair? I I think of it, oh, I compare it to, like, Stanford's, because Stanford's is kind of dark, except the booth, the walls behind you don't go all the way up to the ceiling, I mean, Mm -hmm. but it is pretty dark, and, I mean, steakhouses are kind of dark. Maybe it's just the velvet that freaks me out. I'm just not a fan of velvet. 13 Coins, if you guys are listening, swap out your fucking boots, Okay. (laughs) We don't need velvet. <laughs> Michelle doesn't need velvet. If you want her business, change out your booths. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that is no longer a part of my life where I go to 13 Coins after the club anyway, so I have nothing <laughs> to worry about. You know, as I get older, I've been thinking about my progress over the years, and I think I measure my time by years. So, for example, it goes a little something like like this. Like, do you do this? Or I'm like, okay, so 2016, I got married. 2017, I had a kid. 2019, I had my second kid. And then 2020, like, bam, the pandemic happened. Okay. And then ever since the pandemic happened, everything has just become, like, a blur, kind of blended in. We've been in, like, this weird funk. Like, do you think about, Um, like, that at all, or is that just me? No, I think that might be you and a handful of people. But go ahead. I'm following. Okay, so, like, that's how I think about my life lately as I get older. And I'm I'm like, man, like, how much have I gotten accomplished in my life in the past couple of years and like am I happy with where I'm at Mm -hmm. like career-wise no because it's it's been put to a halt in a certain way because I came a stay-at-home mom but this year going into 2023 I'm like feeling really motivated with like where I want my um my life to go okay and I am wanting certain aspects of me to come out like for example I have a creative side to me that I haven't been able to practice Mm -hmm. that is just like wanting to come out and play so (laughs) okay so 2023 Michelle is like creating Michelle but with that I'm noticing that like I need to start creating boundaries for myself I realize there's a reason why I'm like not happy with my progress Right. And so I'm realizing there's some change that needs to happen. And in order for me to see change, I have to just implement a few things in my life. Does that make sense? Okay. Like what? For one, creating time for myself. So that's like a time boundary. And we'll talk about like the different types of boundaries in a little bit. But I think that's like the biggest one that I I think I've like communicated with you that I've been struggling with like this lack of lack of structure and I'm just realizing that like I have a I have a lack of boundaries 
overall for myself that I didn't think was important or maybe I just wasn't like self-aware of them. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just, I'm becoming more aware. All right. So imagine this. You have a friend that's really in need of your help. Usually you're there for them, but at this particular moment, you just can't spare any time. A couple days pass by and this friend is annoyed with the idea that you didn't make time to help them, even though there wasn't anything that you could do. You can tell the vibes are off, but this friend hasn't expressed their frustration yet. It's getting to the point where you're almost feeling guilty for not being there. What do you do? Who's to blame? Should there be anyone to blame? I have actually been in a situation with a friend where they did expect help from me. And uh, like while I am the type of person to help if I can and if I'm able, I will. But I think I communicated that I could not in that instance, and this friend was like still upset that I couldn't deliver, which I don't think is fair to me because because I communicated like, like I want to be there for you, but unfortunately, like I just can't right now. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some time pass. So what happened was some time passed and I did feel that the relationship was a little rocky, like some things were going and said, right? And it wasn't until probably like a couple weeks later where she approached me and told me that she had issue with me, with not getting my help. And I didn't think that was fair to me. That's like an expectation of hers that I wasn't able to, to fulfill. And because I wasn't able to fulfill it, like, is that, is that my fault? I can feel bad. And it was unfortunate that as a friend, I couldn't help her. But at the same time, like, I do what I can within my means. And if I don't help you, it's probably for a good reason, at least good reason. And you explained why, right? I did. You know, I didn't think it was, it was fair. It's like, it's almost as if I should have or could have been like, I can help you to this extent. Like, this is where I can meet you. And can you meet me here in the middle? Or maybe my friend realizing like, okay, clearly I can't go to her for help or support right now. Is there someone else I can go to? Yeah. Only because I think like our expectations are, are based on us, right? They're not based on anyone else. It's just like, it's our, our wants, our expectations. Why should, if I have an expectation of someone, why would I get upset if they can't accomplish it? Like I would need to readjust my expectations of them. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the way I see it. I mean, it sounds kind of rude, but that's why we create boundaries for ourselves, right? And if you don't have boundaries for yourself, you kind of let other people dictate dictate what they are for you. What do you think? You know, personally, I hate using the term blame. Who's to blame? Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you know, I think that when everyone, when, when anybody's like, oh, well, I don't want to be the one to blame. It's not my fault. Like, no one's saying that you're the problem for this particular situation. I think Mm -hmm. that people just need to sit down and communicate clearly like what their expectations were. Mm -hmm. And if they're not met, it should be okay. So Mm -hmm. for something like this, I don't think that, I mean, I personally think that the friend that wanted the help should be a little bit more understanding, you know, should be aware of this person's boundaries as far Mm -hmm. as like what they're able to, what they're capable of doing at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, possibly, the person that wasn't able to help could have explained their situation a little bit more clearly to help that friend understand that, hey, I really cannot mm-hmm. be there for you. I've heard other people tell me about their situation where they expected someone to help 
and they're upset that this person can't help thinking that, oh, well, they should be doing this for me because it's their responsibility. But at the same time, you you also have to understand other people's situations, right? Mm-hmm. And what they're what they're allowing themselves to do, what how they have set their own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we like move any further with this discussion, which I'm like so excited to talk about, by the way, I wanted to find like what what is a boundary? So what does what's a boundary to you? What's your take on that? Well, for me, it's just setting any limitations on myself or for others to help keep me emotionally and physically safe. Right, because I'm I'm looking out for myself here. I don't want to put myself in any position where I feel stressed or overwhelmed. Um, so as long as I could keep my sanity, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I agree. When I think of like what what is a boundary, I think about these are like personal values, limits that I know where where I stand and where where I lie in life in order to like protect my well being and my inner peace. Boundaries allow us to be ourselves and to feel safe in interactions with other people and vice versa, like knowing how we interact with others. How do we allow others to interact with with us? And so I think about it like this. There are actual physical, tangible boundaries that's like a door, a wall, a fence, a property line. Like people clearly know where this room ends and the next room begins. Or like if I'm driving in traffic and you see the lines on the streets, this is my lane, stay out of my lane. But the thing with boundaries is that they're almost like invisible lines. And they're invisible lines and only we know our own boundaries. And so there's a lot of different types of boundaries. Uh, I mentioned time boundaries earlier. There is uh, mental boundaries, physical boundaries, you know, where do you lie with inappropriate touching or whatnot. Um, And these can be categorized into like soft or hard boundaries. The thing with these boundaries and it being intangible is that it's so complex. Whereas a fence, a wall, a door is like black and white. These boundaries we're talking about today is like the gray area. And only we know where we stand on certain things if we've even thought about them. Because like I mentioned earlier, like I lack boundaries and it wasn't until recently where I was like, oh, should I really do lack boundaries? And maybe I need to set some boundaries, create or set boundaries for myself in order to to move forward and like for my happiness and well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with hard boundaries, those are like the non-negotiables. What do you absolutely feel strongly about that you put your foot down? And then your soft boundaries are like your wants or desires. You want it. But if it doesn't happen, you're a little bit more flexible with them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about like creating versus setting boundaries. And I bring this point up because when I see the topic of creating boundaries on social media, I often see the terms creating and setting boundaries used interchangeably. Like, do they mean the same thing to people? When someone says they create boundaries or they set boundaries, do they are they talking about the same thing? Because I think about it as two different things. So question for you, how should a person know when they need to create and send about, set a boundary for themselves? Like, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you realized that someone was overstepping a boundary of yours, even though you didn't know there was a boundary? Yeah, there was. So I think if I look back at when I was younger, I think like being biracial, it's 
a little bit confusing as you're growing up because, you know, sometimes you're hanging out with certain groups and you're looked at a certain way based on your racial profile, right? And, you know, there are a lot of jokes, um, ethnic jokes, that sometimes if you see it in a movie, you see it in a, or you hear it at a comedy show, like it's, it's kind of funny, right? But at times it gets played out. And sometimes you cross the line to where it's like, oh, well, it's funny to that group, but it's not necessarily funny to you. And for the longest time, I would sit back and be like, hey, well, I'd kind of like smirk or giggle about it a little bit. But then mm-hmm. as I got older, I realized like, it's just not really that funny. And there was one time in college where this person was comfortable enough to make a stereotypical joke mm-hmm. about a certain race. And I was like, I was like, that just ain't, that's just not funny. Mm-hmm. It's not going to cut it, bro. Like, you got to calm down with that shit. And Is that what you told them? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, and I think that the reason why I was able to communicate it was because I had enough time to reflect on what my values are in life and what I'm willing to stand for. And a lot of the jokes were so ignorant that they couldn't see that even though they were making a joke about a certain group, that specific joke applied can apply to themselves mm-hmm. or that specific group mm-hmm. or or even like their family, right? So as I was growing up, I spent a lot of time just reflecting on like like just this specific topic, right? Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time reflecting and realized like this is something that I value a lot and I think I should be able to let people know, like, no, it's not okay to be saying certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with racial jokes, it's it's kind of tough because there are certain things you for sure, you should for sure not say. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that you can let slide if they're worded correctly, right? To mm-hmm. actually be funny. Mm-hmm. And if it's not funny, you just sound ignorant as hell. Uh-huh. So if you don't have the delivery, just don't say it, mm-hmm. right? But that's like one thing that comes to mind when I think about a time where I had to reflect on something so specific and actually stand up for what I believe in, right? Mm. How many times do you think you had to endure that type of situation in order to, like, finally put your foot down and say something? Oh, that was, like... Was it one time? a lot. It had to happen a lot in order for you. And the reason I asked is because I have also found myself in a similar situation, but with but with a work colleague yeah. who used to make jokes. And at first, and this was like culturally inappropriate jokes. Mm-hmm. And at first I kind of just like giggled, haha, like laughed a little and let him slide. Yeah. And I never actually told him that like I had an issue with it. I just like knew in the back of my mind that it didn't sit well with me, but I still giggled at it. And um, it's probably happened a few times. Like, I never said anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, I wonder if a lot of people do that. Well, I'm sure, because, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's a really uncomfortable conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I think that sometimes, you know, you don't want to, some people don't want to make the other person feel bad. Yes. Uh, sometimes you don't, you may think that it's not that big of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you don't want to blow something out of proportion. You don't want to look like mm-hmm. the bad person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me... I think that the reason why I felt comfortable enough to stand up to this to that certain situation or any other yeah. situation, right? It's because like I'm thinking of it as like a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. If the other person wants to feel awkward about it mm-hmm. or see see it in any type of negative way, that's up to them. 
Mm-hmm. If I've made it apparent that like I have a problem with something or I'm com- uncomfortable about something mm-hmm. and I want to fix the situation, mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to go about it in the most positive way possible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that these kind of conversations, when you're trying to establish your boundaries, especially with friends, it's really hard because you're trying to tell someone that I don't like what you do mm-hmm. or what you're doing makes me feel uncomfortable Yeah, can put that person in a position where they're like, oh, shit, I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to feel like they're doing something wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think about myself where I'm like a people pleaser. And I like I tend to say things or do things where like I want to be liked, right? I don't want to say something, rub someone the wrong way, and then like have them perceive me as, as something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like another part to it, too. Yeah, it's tough because this like work colleague was also a friend too. And like, that's also a tricky like relationship to have, I think. Yeah. You know, it can in a workplace where does like the the line of professionality, is that a word? You know, <laughs> like where do you stand on that line? When I think about like when should a person start needing to create a boundary for themselves is at least for me, like when I find myself in an uncomfortable situation or like I'm not at ease and I feel like I'm being forced to do something that I didn't I don't want to do where it's almost a little bit demanding and kind of like lacking mutual respect so I feel like in certain times in my life I would have let people walk over me but as I'm getting older and as I'm starting to realize like that is one area where I do lack boundaries and I need to like I do need to put my foot down and just be like no I don't want to do that or no, I don't agree with that. Pretty much like I am, I don't voice my opinion. So yeah, this is a really hard topic to talk about because it kind of forces you to to self-reflect and be like, hey, what what do I do wrong? Even though I grew up thinking this is, this is how you need to behave or this is how you need to do things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough also if you feel like you're the odd man out, right? Mm-hmm. because naturally like we want to assimilate we want to be like the people around us yeah and if you feel like you're the only person within a specific group that mm-hmm. isn't isn't accepting of mm-hmm. a certain situation mm-hmm. you might be hesitant to say to say something to speak out about it right for sure i mean people could see you as maybe being like difficult to work with or or difficult to please or something i don't know that's a that's a tough one well, in the end, though, I mean, I think it's more important that you're actually protecting yourself, though, right? Because the boundaries are here to protect yourself. Yeah. And, you know, when you're asking whether creating and setting boundaries are different, I, I think that, or whether they're the same or not, I think that they are different in a sense that you can create the boundary and it's whether you apply it or not. And, we you know, we talked about it before, and this goes back on the example of, like, the tangible boundaries, like the door or the fence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think of it like building the fence is you creating the boundary. Okay. Putting it up is setting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And some people might think of like, oh, well, my boundary could be a brick wall. And like, we're in a situation where we're not trying to create a brick wall to block people out. Mm-hmm. We're creating a picket fence, right? You can still see through the fence. You can see what's mm-hmm. out there. You're allowing someone to speak to you, but it's clear that this is where you stand. Mm-hmm. This is where you draw the line. Mm-hmm. And they still cannot get through. So do you think you're really setting boundaries for yourself if you haven't communicated it to the appropriate party? In other words, can I set a boundary for myself, have it be a boundary, but I don't, I don't let 
like say for example, if it's affecting my friendship, mm-hmm. but if I don't let them know, is that setting boundaries? <sighs> we we talked about this before, and I think that for me, I I think in order to actually set a boundary, especially when it's peer to peer. Mm-hmm. right? Like a close network. Uh-huh. I think you do need to communicate it because it doesn't help out the relationship if you don't communicate it, right? If there is a, like, let's say you have a friend or a group of friends or whatever it may be, just an individual you're constantly interacting with and they mm-hmm. keep doing something that's crossing the line. Mm-hmm. If you don't speak out, it's going to keep happening, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, actually setting the boundary is, or setting the boundary is actually telling someone like, hey, no, like, this is not okay. I'm really uncomfortable when you do A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please stop, right? Mm-hmm. I do think you you can set a boundary without telling someone. It won't fix the problem, but it allows you to have some type of temporary relief, right? If someone does something that makes you feel uncomfortable, you setting the boundary could be you walking away, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or you not going to a certain area where you know this individual is going to be at, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean that's a way like to limiting your interaction with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, personally, I don't think that's helpful. That may mm-hmm. work for some people, but mm-hmm. I would say just take it on at first. Be like, hey, yo, mm-hmm. stop that now. So, so I think I, I think people can create and set boundaries for themselves without needing to communicate it with other people. I think people can enforce their own boundaries and know where they lie and where they stand. I don't think that people should be entitled or need to communicate their boundaries to other people, Mm -hmm. except for the instance of if you want other people to enforce it, if you want other people to respect it. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's more of like a, a personal relationship. Yeah. Because I can have like a really bad... Say I can have a really bad customer service um, with a barista at a certain coffee shop and uh, I just don't like the way I was treated and I just choose to like not go back to that place. Like that's a boundary for myself, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go back to this coffee shop because they treated me with disrespect or X, Y, Z. But I'm not communicating that with them uh, face to face, Mm -hmm. right? But... If it is a relationship that needs to be communicated and it would be it would be beneficial for the relationship. Yeah. Why do you think people find it so tough to set boundaries with friends? I think it's tough because like what I said earlier, you know, you don't want to be the odd person out of the group. Sometimes you feel like your issue isn't that big of a deal or like the other person's not gonna care that much. Mm. But if you care about it, and if they were a true friend, shouldn't it matter to them too? Well, yeah, and I think the older we get, we realize that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we brush a lot of things off because we think that we can handle it or we see that like other people handle the same situation mm-hmm. a lot easier than us. Um, but mm-hmm. we tend to neglect our own values to make it just to appear as if like everything's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I do that a lot. I mean, one of the reasons why I find it tough to set boundaries with friends is because I don't like saying no to others. And I'm such a, yes, hey, can you help me with this? Yes. Hey, do you think you can do this for me? Yes. Or would you mind, you know, doing this? Like, more than likely, yes. Mm -hmm. Because I find that I'm, like, very adaptable, easygoing, Um, Like, I go with the flow. 
But I also notice or I'm realizing that that can be my downfall because if I say yes to, yes to every, or yes to other people, that that also means I'm saying no to parts of myself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, because I had to do the same thing where like this wasn't even an issue at all. It was just I was realizing that I needed just to clear my own mind and have time for myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't setting up these boundaries or this boundary to block out things that kind of drained me, right? Or mm-hmm. took took my energy. Mm-hmm. So I was hanging out with a lot of people, you know, I was spreading myself thin. Mm-hmm. And I remember that one time me and some friends were supposed to hang out and I was like, hey, I need a I need to take tonight off. <laughs> I need uh-huh. to relax. I need some me time. Uh-huh. And my friend goes, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that she asked that whether I was okay or not. Uh-huh. But that's when I realized, like, I need to draw the line when... Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to draw that line. With going out so often? Or, like, giving yourself a break? Yeah, with giving myself a break. You know, I, I don't mind going out so often. I think it's a matter of how much time am I taking away from allowing myself to recover or rejuvenate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when we when you went to the Piala Fair at the concert and the concert. Oh my god! It was, god, a sand- it was the concerts of sandwiches. Wait, sandwich of concerts, <laughs> where um, you went to a concert Saturday night, Puyallup Fair, which is like the Washington State Fair, like nine in the morning, and then that afternoon evening you went to another concert. Is that what happened? Yeah, it is what happened. Was Momo? Uh, yeah, that's. I'm still traumatized from whatever happened that weekend. That was just too much. That was way too much. And that was much. like a lack of boundaries yeah. for you. Yeah. And actually, that was like a boundary I put up for myself and why we didn't go to that Saturday show. And mm-hmm. Erica and I decided to go to the Thursday night show because I was like, I don't want to be exhausted. Yeah. You know, for the Sunday concert. So we're going to go a couple days ahead, have like a couple days of recovery time. Mm-hmm. And you're Mr. Go, go, go. No, I got this. <laughs> It'll be fine. Feeling like you're still 22 or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess that's like a, in a way, that is just setting a boundary without having to communicate it to someone, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess I could have just easily said no without saying why. That mm-hmm. would have been helpful for me. Uh, but yeah, you know, that was a time where I had to set a boundary for myself to be like, Dante, just chill the mm-hmm. fuck out. <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, how many times have you found yourself in a situation where you are with, like, your close group of friends and you guys need to make an executive decision to to do something together? So, for example, like, uh, finding a place to eat or watching a movie or going to the fair. I remember you mentioned someone asked, like, hey, are we still going this morning? <laughs> And other people wanted, you were a little indifferent because, you know, you were, like, tired from the night before. I mean, understandably so, right? But what did you do? You went ahead and said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so how much of that was your friends being like, no, let's just go. We're going to be fine. Like, do you think that was, like, almost, um, like, you didn't want to? I mean, obviously you were okay because you did. But, I mean, could that have been a boundary of yours? But it was, like, is that a lack of boundary? Do you think you might? It's have? a lack of boundary for myself, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. I wasn't taking in, in. I wasn't taking into consideration my own health. Mm-hmm. I was more worried about having fun, like being out and uh-huh. participating in something. Yeah. Right. I think reason why like it's tough to set boundaries as friends because it's not easy to say no to others. 
and we don't want to create like friction or have confrontation with others like those are two things that humans try to avoid right well and, the problem uh, the thing is like the fact that you say confrontation right <laughs> i've heard it so many times with like multiple people where they say like i try to avoid confrontation mm-hmm. um, yes i don't want to i don't want to get in an argument with someone i don't want to bring it up well it's mm-hmm. like it could be as simple as a discussion mm-hmm. you just reframe the sentence and it's a positive outlook on the whole situation right yeah and you know, let, let's say your friend does something that you don't like, and mm-hmm. then I can guarantee you most people are going to say, hey, are you going to confront them? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't know. You could just have a simple discussion, like the whole situation. It doesn't have to be bad. But it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, and people aren't familiar with communicating their feelings. Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing to think about feelings and, like, know where you stand and then it's a whole nother ball game to actually communicate that. Well, and it's talk, and we're talking about friendships here. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, obviously, with your, with your significant other, mm-hmm. you should feel comfortable enough to yeah express your emotions, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And with friends, I think again, you know, as we're getting older, we're becoming a little bit more aware of our feelings, and our generation too is being a little bit more comfortable. We're mm-hmm. we're becoming a lot more comfortable with expressing our emotions to our peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like your close circle of friends, mm-hmm. those are people that you have a special connection with, right? These are people you go to that you want to be around, that you confide in, that you can be yourself. So in a sense, you almost think like, if we have a conflict of some sort, I should be able to to come to you and feel safe in that space. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can also imagine being like, okay, this is really like, this is awkward. And now I'm going to have to talk to you about it. Like, again, if someone's not used to communicating their feelings, right? I think unless people, like, actually do it and practice it, that's how they can get more comfortable with being like, hey, I don't like that you did that. Yeah. But if it's, like, their first time, like, yeah, it's awkward as hell. That's why it's so tricky. You don't want to hurt their feelings. And you don't want to, like, ruin the relationship Mm -hmm. either. I think essentially, like, you're put in an uncomfortable position where you have to confront them, like, if you if you want to. But like you mentioned, you should. Like, if you want to have a healthy relationship, if you want it to be a healthy boundary. I'm not going to use confront. Yeah. If you want to have a healthy boundary, yeah, <laughs> you want to yeah, have yeah. a healthy relationship, have an open discussion. Yeah. Bring the topic to the table. Yeah. So both y'all can eat, right? And so I think it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that both... Both parties need to ha- need to come to the table with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is a situation like this that makes one person feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable, and both people have to be active listeners, and I think that's one of the issues. Well, I guess one don't feel like you're being a burden, right? When you're coming to someone with mm-hmm. a particular concern that may that makes you uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as both parties are active listeners, I feel like you can get a lot accomplished, and it doesn't have to be an uncomfortable or uneasy conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that if we all realize that we all make mistakes, some people are more aware or less aware than others. I was going to say, we all have different journeys. We all have <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, you know, we can all just come to an understanding that, like, even if I disagree mm-hmm. with the way I go about something, if it makes that person uncomfortable, like, realize I don't want that person to be uncomfortable anymore, right? Yeah. So something like that where... I'm more aware of yeah. 
my actions mm-hmm. uh, that can possibly have a negative effect on someone. Mm-hmm. And I can't be hurt by it. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't feel like the bad person for not knowing that this Correct. person is uncomfortable, right? Right. Yeah. And that's where the other person's job is to, it's a two-way street, right? And your mm-hmm. relationship is a two-way street. And right, you have no wrong in, or it's not your fault. Yeah, I think. And also, not knowing, but it's the other person, then it's their responsibility to let them know like, hey, this is my boundary. Yeah. And uh, I, I need it to be respected. Yeah, and like no one's wrong in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, okay, so back to these like physical boundaries of like having a property line. When you have property, when you have a property line, you... You're clearly wrong for crossing my property line, property <laughs> line right? But you also, <laughs> you give permission to what comes in, into your property line, right? Yeah. And so with these intangible boundaries, it's like, oh no, like, I don't think that's funny. I don't think your joke is funny. I think it's mm-hmm. inappropriate. Don't go there or... Like, so one that I was thinking about is, like, with friends again, it's, like, this time boundary of, I met up with a girlfriend not that long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't see her that that often, really, maybe, like, two times a year. So not, not often at all, but we had lunch, and she told me she was going to be running late, and I was, like, I was already at the restaurant, and that was okay to me. Like, I was understanding. I, I know people run late. But then is that to say, like, oh, she's she's not valuing my time or she's disrespecting me? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I let it slide. Because, again, it's, it's a one-off and it doesn't happen often. So maybe if it was with someone else who constantly, time and time again, put me in this position of showing up late to, like, a hangout of ours, then I would probably say something. And I guess that, that's what I mean by, like, boundaries are so complex and you have to be a little flexible with them. Mm-hmm. So how do you create boundaries for yourself? So the way I usually go about it is that if I find myself in a situation where I am uncomfortable, I personally have to analyze the situation and realize, like, why is this making me uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. And I don't like to shy away from the situation if Mm -hmm. I know that it's going to happen over and over again. And if I'm able to analyze, like, the overall situation, realize, like, why does this bother me so much? Yeah. I can reflect on what my values are, and that way I can establish a boundary and say, hey, well, I'm protecting myself and my values, and then I have to build this boundary around and let this person know, like, hey, mm-hmm. you guys have crossed a line. I agree with that. I realized recently I am lacking boundaries, and I do need to create some boundaries for myself. And when I think about how did I realize I need to create boundaries is because I did keep finding myself in an uncomfortable position. And I'm tired of being in this uncomfortable position where I'm not at ease. And I have this guard up, you know, which I know is not good for the relationship. And so what I do really need to sit down and just think about is why do I feel uncomfortable? Why do I feel at ease in this, in this interaction or in this, in this relationship with this individual, right? And so, like, I think you're spot on. Like, I agree. At ease or uneasy? I am not. A, sorry, I don't know what I said, but I'm, whatever. I'm not at ease in oh, the, in the okay. interaction. But no, so, like, you are spot on with exactly what you said, which is why I agree. Yeah. Now, I, think, I think the same, too. Like, in order to create, you do have to find out what your, what your values are. 
Now, for you, do you think that you're going to go about setting your boundaries, or are you the? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're going to continue to be the type that's like, okay, well, no, I found boundaries for myself. I don't need to communicate yeah. them as long as I'm safe. Like, what do you think would be healthy for you? Yeah. So it depends on the it depends on the type of relationship. If this is something that's like reoccurring in my life, and I find myself in this in this kind of interaction time and time again, I am going to need to communicate to them. So they know where I stand. And so they are given that opportunity to help me, to respect my boundary. What do you do if the conversation doesn't go well? (laughs) Someone does not agree with your point of view and you're being gaslit the whole time. If that were to happen to me after I communicated my boundary... I, uh, it's hard because I haven't been in that situation yet, right? But I think that I would not put up with it. Because clearly if it's a boundary of mine and if I'm communicating to this boundary, I'm trying to enforce it in my life, Mm -hmm. it's there for a reason. I feel strongly about it. I really feel strongly about it if I'm communicating it to someone. You know, I've given it some thought and I know where I stand in this issue and if it's not being accepted or respected, I don't know that I can accept that for myself. Yes, I have to think about, like, is that a non-negotiable boundary for me? It sounds so harsh and it's so not, not like me. Because, again, I'm such a people pleaser in, in this relationship. I am such a, a people pleaser where I, up to this point, I've kind of just... I've tried to keep things surface level and I've just tried to like keep them out, meaning like not let them in so much because my guard is up because things have happened. But it has got to the point where like I am going to just have to be like, like this is how I feel and I hope you can respect it. Mm -hmm. Have you found yourself in a situation with a close friend that you've had to have this tough conversation with? Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually. Okay, and you uh, laugh. This is, well, it's so. funny because at the time, alcohol was involved. Okay. Oh, man, this was... Does it count if alcohol is involved? <laughs> I think, you know... Meaning you guys are maybe not in the right state of mind. I, I think, you know, in the end, it all worked out. Again, you know, I'm always reflecting on shit. And the situation had to do with one of my friends is... One of my close friends, me and him were talking, and there's a guy in the middle, right? Okay. The third person. And this third person was telling a story about something, and the story didn't line up. And it's not a, it wasn't a big deal to me. I was just making it apparent, like, that this story's a little fishy, bro. Like, I'm fine with you telling your story. I'm not going to tell you to correct yourself, but I'm going to, I'm going to defend myself if my name's involved. Mm-hmm. And one night, it turned into a whole argument. And, you know, my close friend is friends with both of us. And he's trying to um, trying to squash that, squash the beef. I mean, there wasn't really any beef on my end, right? I don't know about the other person's situation. But I was trying to make it clear that, like, I don't want to talk to you about this. Because I've already given my point of view. And I made it clear, like, I don't care how you go about telling your story but you don't need to talk to me about it. And my friend was still trying to like mend the situation mm-hmm. and make sure that we were both on good terms and I didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So 
turned into a whole argument. A couple other people got involved. And, I mean, it's a... The other people that were involved, they had the right to... to They had the right to assume certain things with the story because mm-hmm. of past history. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Y'all mm-hmm. do what y'all want to do. You guys are stressing me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I had to call out my friend. I was like, hey, like I find it disrespectful that you're coming at me in this manner after mm-hmm. I've already told you mm-hmm. that I, I don't want to have this discussion. Mm-hmm. I want to say a day or a couple days passed by. And, you know, he ended up apologizing. You know, I was like, I get it. I respect it. Like, we're both... Me and the other person were both your friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how you want to go about it, if you want to take, you want to believe one side or the other, I don't care. I'm just letting you know, like, mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate it. And he goes, yeah, it was my bad. You know, I crossed the line. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, in the end, we were able to squash it. And it wasn't an argument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this type of person, has mentioned, my friend has mentioned before, he doesn't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. But... You this don't see ter- it as confrontation. Yeah, and, this anyway. was, and it wasn't a confrontation, mm-hmm. you know? It might have been an awkward conversation, mm-hmm. but we were still able to come together as an, as adults mm-hmm. and come to a common ground realizing, like, okay, well, there was no ill intent mm-hmm. at all. We wanted to squash it, move on, and mm-hmm. learn from the situation, right? That's good. Yeah. Because oftentimes I think, I'm like, okay, how can I let this person know this is an issue without offending them? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Maybe you don't think that way. But as a people pleaser, I'm thinking that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm placing blame on someone. I don't want to be seeming to point fingers on someone. You know, I just don't want them to feel negatively yeah. like about the situation at all. And so maybe to help alleviate that, I try and like put it on myself. Mm-hmm. But I have to realize in that, in doing that, I am hurting myself. Yeah, I used to do instead. that too. I used to feel like I was making someone feel bad about whatever I'm saying. And it got to the point to where I had to start off by saying, you're not in the wrong. I don't think you're bad. I don't think this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But this is how I feel about the situation. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how it's making me feel. Like, I don't think you're a bad person at all. I just have mm-hmm. to deal with this. And I'm trying to figure out how to deal with this. And I want you to understand that what you're doing mm-hmm. is making me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And so whether you think it's wrong or not, I have to figure out how to deal with it. I just want to make you aware mm-hmm. yeah. of the situation. Yeah. It doesn't really work, though. I mean, no. so sometimes... Well, because I was going to say, like, when you said that, even though you well, prefaced it with... Sorry, let me take that back. It did work with the most recent situation. I don't want to sound like a Debbie uh-huh. Downer. It does work. Uh-huh. It does work. But in the past, mm-hmm. when I was younger, mm-hmm. it like my late 20s... Mm-hmm. Damn, when I was younger. So, <laughs> okay. So before uh, three years, three years ago. ago. So damn, when you said my, when you said that, I thought you were like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, like no. God damn. Okay, so not too long ago, but um, before with certain people, when I would say that, you know, they still felt bad, and I had to learn that it's not it's not my responsibility at that no, point. If I made yeah. the statement to say like, hey, I'm not putting you. Mm-hmm. pinning you in the corner making yeah. you feel like the bad guy or the villain like mm-hmm. i'm just letting you know how i feel and it mm-hmm. should be okay for me to let you know how i feel and, and i think that's that's where people should understand also like if someone's coming to you uh-huh. expressing themselves and like how and explaining to you how the situation is putting them mm-hmm. in i mean most likely a negative mood i feel like you should be understanding you know a little bit more open to the conversation 
who should be more understanding. The, the, person the listener. The, the, yeah, the person on the receiving end. They should be more understanding. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I struggle with this of like, I worry so much about how people are going to take the news. And I have to remember, like, I am not responsible for their happiness. Like, they are adults. They should know how to deal with their emotions. Well, you hope they're happy. You still hope they're happy, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. But do you know what I mean when I say that? Like, I don't have to continuously look out for someone else if I'm hurting my if I'm hurting myself. Yeah. I should be able to stand my ground and be like, hey, no, that's not okay with me. And in that sense, I shouldn't be worrying about their feelings. I should be worrying about myself. They should be able to handle themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I'm so worried about how is the other person doing, right? Taking care of the other person. Pleasing them. What's the word? What's the term I'm thinking about? Okay, I'll stop at pleasing them. Okay. <laughs> <I can't, laughs> uh, yeah, whatever, pleasing them. Um, that I'm, I'm just so stuck on that. And that's something that I have to like unlearn. And uh, that's like going to be the hard work for me that I really have to do okay. inside. So that's tough. I have not found myself in a situation yet where I have had to like communicate hard boundaries. I mean, the only ones I can think of like, like if I were to say if I have hard boundaries, what do I not accept? Like, what do I not tolerate? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't tolerate disrespect, like any form of, of abuse. And uh, I mean, that's got to be tough if you got friends that disrespect you. <laughs> I mean, are they really yeah, your friends? Yeah, that's then? what I'm saying. Yeah. Clearly not if they continue disrespecting you. Mm -hmm. If you have friends that disrespect you, please take a look and assess your circle and know, like, do you actually... Find, you find new friends. friends. Find new friends. <laughs> and I think, like, the easy one to put a hard boundary on is, like, physical abuse. The fuck kind of friends you got beating no, you? No, no, I'm just saying no, like... <laughs> the hell? <laughs> the fuck, is, no, the fuck this, is going on right this now? This is just, like, with any... No, I'm not Are saying you okay? <laughs> this is not Blink hard. twice if you're okay. <laughs> I'm okay. They can't see it. I'm okay. <laughs> Blink, blink. No, I'm what? talking about, like, I'm talking about hard boundaries in general. Like, do you have hard boundaries for yourself? Like, what are your non-negotiables? Mine's are, t don't waste my time. So don't I'm waste my time and don't don't try to gaslight me. I don't really have the patience for it, nor am I going to try to hear your side mm -hmm. unless it's coming with an apology. Hmm. So, like, this is where I was getting to. My non-negotiables are, like abuse but more so i think the easy one to identify is physical abuse sorry like no one is physically I, abusing no, sorry, me physical, but hold on no one is physically abusing me but if someone were to physically abuse me like i am done with you that's physical, what i mean i got you physical abuse is not funny i'm, I'm laughing at the idea that you and your friends are just beating up each other that's <laughs> i'm not saying that it's funny if anybody's getting no. physically abused opposed to like mentally abused yeah which is like one what if someone's not even aware that they are like being gaslit or they are being manipulated or taken advantage of or whatever? Like mental abuse is just harder to identify. Oh uh, yeah, we had a right? we and had so, a friend back in the day. You know this person too. Hold on. So so when I say abuse, I don't want to say like, oh, I have a non-negotiable with mental abuse because it's not so easy to identify. Like it's not just black and white. That's like a gray area. And I think, like, if I was being mentally abused by a spouse, like, yeah, I'm done, or mentally abused by a friend, 
I'm done. I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't know. I know I like boundaries and it's something that I'm like working on. It's just very hard. I hope you figure it out. <laughs> I will yeah. get there. I need, you know, we all need to do the hard work to figure this out. And we'll all be fine. Also, I think that if you have a friend that you notice that someone's crossing their boundaries and you can just tell, even though they're not talking mm, like you about it. you should call it out. I mean, in a subtle way. You know, if they don't want to talk about it, don't force them to talk about it. Because we have, we have a friend, a mutual friend. Okay. You know this person. I think a bunch of us thought the same thing. That this person was being used for for their money. Okay. I want to say it was their money. A few other things. But, you know, we brought it up to this person and they were just like, no, it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm. oh, we're all having a good time. And it's like, well, mm. if you think about it, you're only being called for mm. for one thing. And that oh, one no. thing involves you spending money. Oh, no. And so we tried to talk to this person. I hoping that it got through to that person. But you do want to look out for the people around you if you see that it is happening to them. Well, I think it was really nice of you guys to point that out to this friend. I mean, that's all you can do, right? And I just wonder if this friend, like, were they just in denial or they just weren't trying to hear it or they didn't want to think about it like that? Because that's also hurtful to be thought that, like, oh, do they, do my quote-unquote friends really just call me do they want to actually hang out with me or are they using for something else? Maybe that was just like hard to hear for that person and they didn't want to accept it. Yeah, we all backed off at some point because I think we all realized that we're not in that position to control how this person does, mm-hmm. control how this person spends their money or does whatever with other people. Mm-hmm. Even though if we felt, even though we all felt that it wasn't beneficial to their like yeah. overall well-being, right? Yeah. And so... We didn't give up on this individual, but... How would you give up on them? Well, it's, it's just hard to try to give your opinion on something when uh-huh. you feel like this person is not listening mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And it may sound bad when you don't know the whole story. Like it but, got to that point. But it, it did get to that point because like everybody knew that you know we want the best for this individual. Everybody wanted the best for this individual. Mm-hmm. I think we all could agree that this person was willing to listen to strangers mm-hmm. over a friend. And, you know, we also care for this person. Well, yeah, I just for wish sure. the best. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's tough. I, <laughs> I feel a little fortunate. I haven't been in a position where, you know, I notice someone, like, being mistreated or taken advantage of or whatever. And I've had to be like, hey, just, you know, this might be something to be aware of. I'm going to go there. Let me just work on my own boundaries first <laughs> before I, I try to get involved in any other boundaries. I'm okay. So what boundaries are you setting forth coming into the new year or starting this new year? Oh, that's a heavy question. That is a heavy, heavy question that I have not thought about yet. Okay, hopefully you think of it. I am. I mean, I know I mentioned earlier, like with my time, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are there are just certain things that I want to do for myself that I'm going to just have to put the foot down and be like, and I have to reinforce it with myself and whoever like is helping me, right? So that's who will know about this boundary, this time boundary, and I just need to, to enforce them. I need to create them. I need to set them. I need to put them into place so I can play. The creative Michelle can come out and play. Oh, I'm like, what are you playing? What the fuck is going <laughs> So creative Michelle can come out and play yeah. and hopefully flourish. Mm-hmm. She's in there somewhere. I just need to give her a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Has this 
triggered you to thinking that you lack boundaries in certain places that in certain places do you need to put any boundaries into place particularly when it comes to your circle of friends or any of your group of friends uh, I would I wouldn't say boundaries on the actions of my friends I'd say boundaries on the act on my own actions mm-hmm. whereas like where do I place my time so I guess same thing with you right like mm-hmm. how much time am I devoting to going out with friends talking on the phone with friends I think that I got to keep my eye on the prize, like what I want to do, my goals for the year. Yeah. And I've got to spend my time wisely and just not get distracted. So it's nothing, nothing different. Yeah. Just working on getting better at it. I also keep my circle like very small and very tight. Like I just have my core group of best friends and we have like gone through a lot throughout the years that where if there was an issue and if it was like really affecting our relationship that I would feel comfortable communicating mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And navigating friendships and, you know, particularly close friendships is can be hard, can be challenging. And again, like we don't, I think as humans, we don't do well communicating, which is why it's so hard to talk about in the first place. Who wants to talk about creating or setting boundaries? But I think the more we practice it, the more we will be familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Here's to us creating boundaries for ourselves and knowing where we stand and lie on things and not letting people walk all over us. <laughs> I'm just speaking for myself. Oh, I was like, who's <laughs> us? <laughs> I hope no one you, walks over. Because when you, when you lack boundaries, you're essentially what you're yeah. doing is letting people dictate your boundaries for you if that you haven't true. thought about that. I was them. like, who the fuck is walking over me, bro? <laughs> with some Tims, too. Oh, Doc Martens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, my cousin was like, you have some Tims? And I was like, yeah, I have some Tims. And for some reason, that surprised her. And I was like, I've had Tims since, like, forever. Tims? I got a pair of Tims at the house. I don't wear I them, though. Them. I just feel, I don't know, it just feels off. For you now? It's not 2003 it, anymore. I was going to say, is that, like, a 2003? I think the last time I wore mine was like 2012. For real? I pulled up a picture. I'm like, I love Tim's and I would like bring them back. I was about to wear them to a 90s party. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got some overalls too. And I got a hockey jersey and some other stuff. Yeah. What happened to said 90s party? Did you wear it? No, I got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) What a bummer. Someone crossed their boundaries and said, fuck it. It's too much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. We are hoping that this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations in your community. Hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate and review our episodes on whatever streaming platform you're listening to. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at life.ini. Oh, at damn Daniel 206 Love you, dog. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's a wrap. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap on this episode. Catch you.